Okay. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Rendezvous and Review. I have another special guest with with me here today. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself? Hey, I'm Anthony. I'm 39, happily married with two kids. Well, thank you for joining me today, Anthony. All right, so here on the show, we choose which rendezvous, which, you know, rendezvous and review that we would like to have. So you have the option of kinky or you have the option of vanilla. Obviously, vanilla is always involved, but kinky just kind of means that I'll, I'll de- dig a little bit deeper in some of the questions that I may ask. So which type of rendezvous would you like to have? I think I'm going to keep it vanilla <laughs> this time around. Maybe next time, uh, a little more kinky. All right, fantastic. My first vanilla interview. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, so that you mentioned that you're married. Um, how long have you been married? I've been married 11 years. 11 uh, years? Wow, yeah. time flies by so fast. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So you've been married 11 years. How long did you date before you got married? So we were already together for about nine years. So all together, we've been together about 20 years now. That's awesome. That yeah, is... we're high school he- uh, sweethearts. How did you meet? Do you, how did you meet? Uh, so we were both in high school, but we actually met at a Perkins. A local Perkins was a place that like we re- regularly hung out with our friends. So late at night, after going to the movies or bowling, whatever we were doing, um, we'd often go to this Perkins restaurant. It was 24 hours, so like it would be 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm in there with my friends. Um, we would do it pretty often, and just one one time we were there. Kira was there with a bunch of her friends as well, and um, we had mutual, you know, one or two mutual friends that kind of just hooked us up. Um, my brother and his girlfriend at the time was really instrumental in that as well. Um, but that's how we met. We we met at Perkins. We didn't really have much conversation there. We spoke for the first time like afterwards after exchanging information, and we really hit it off. That's good. That's awesome. Um, so how would you, like, how do you feel like you keep, after 20 years, like, how do you feel that you keep the relationship fresh? Um, kids help. Uh, they make it real interesting because they always throw in, like, you know, something new, a new challenge that we both are fully willing to, like, take on. Um, but just growth in general, like, you know, as far as, like, romance, you know, we try to do... I feel like there's there are areas that we could still improve in. Like it's, it's a never ending, I guess, journey for us trying to figure out how to keep keep each other interested and keep it fun for us. Um, I, I really do feel like some of the challenges or some of the things that we've grown with have helped us. Like buying a house together and having children together, and you know, attending, you know, trying to build community together. Like having family and friends over and, and trying to plan those types of things really do help us. Um, Stay, you know, stay happy and, and keep it fun and keep it fresh. You know, keep some excitement there. Um, I do feel like, you know, some of the smaller things I do want to get more of as far as, like, spontaneous dates and some of the smaller things there. But um, overall, our way, I think, really is growth and building and, like, planning things out together. That's good. That's awesome. So it's like what I feel like what it, being in that type of situation and that, um, you've been with someone for so long that you have you I feel like you have the wisdom and the knowledge like what would you say to someone who is like trying to uh like I guess build a foundation to like try to like build I mean like let's say maybe they don't have kids and they're looking for a relationship like what type of advice would you you know have for someone who is like in the dating world right now and they want to have something like what you have that's a that's a great question um I mean for that I think back to how we started when we were like kind of newer 
Um, and a lot of it was on common interests and things that we found fun. We had a very, really similar sense of humor. So I think it's great to find someone that shares some of that humor because it really is, you know, trying to always impress people or trying to like win them over is much harder than just kind of like being yourself and like finding things that you find fun together. Right. Um, so I feel like that, that really helped us. You know, I didn't really have to go out of my way to impress her. We were both like very different in our own ways. And, but we, you know, that, that helped us kind of like, you know, be ourselves and just have fun. Like we, we laughed a lot and, you know, that, that really helped us bond. And even though we had like major differences, it really connected us. We were able to go out and see certain movies together. We just had, you know, certain interests that we were able to gravitate towards. So um, finding common ground is, oh, okay. is a big deal. All right. Have, find common ground. You have a sense of humor about things and, you know, grow that connection. How long were you together before you, um, before you had children? We were together for nine years. Um, we actually got, we didn't have, um, we had our first daughter at, um, at about 29 years old. And we had been together for about nine, yeah, nine, ten years by then. And so it was a long time. We that actually so were awesome. Yeah. Like that, I, like I said, I feel like, like this is to me, I feel like this is like the ideal situation. You know, like you meet your sweetheart in high school and then you grow and you build together. Um, I mean, that that's awesome. That's wonderful. Um, but then, Thanks. like I said, I also feel like, like since you have that situation, since you have that strong foundation that you are a wealth of knowledge who, you know, are seeking to have like longevity. Um, what what do you recommend for people who are like in new relationships and they like they face like an obstacle, like they face something like where they they bump heads and they may want to give up? Like, do you have like any type of advice for? Because it's like for for me, like you know, being a single person, it's like I see stuff that I recognize as red flags, and I'm like, oh okay, like I see this as a red flag, but it may not be something that you know is detrimental to the relationship. It just may be something where I'm just kind of like, you know what, uh. Like, I, you know, I have this, I have this, I have this, and, like, this person is not willing to give me that, so, like, I'm just gonna go, like, to me, like, I have a friend who calls me the roadrunner. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, like, you're the roadrunner, like, you're always just trying to, like, escape or whatever, and it's like, I, I guess I kind of agree with that, because I feel like I bring so much to the table and I offer so much. Like, what advice would you have for, like, somebody like me, where it's like, I see, like, the hiccup, and I'm like, hmm, I ain't gotta deal with that, like, <laughs> there's the door, buddy. Like, what, what yeah. do you have, like, any type of advice for someone who's like me, who's just kind of like, you know, I'm in a relationship, and then I see something that I don't like, and I'm like, oh, I ain't got to deal with that. Like, you know, I, I give yeah. up easily, I feel like. I mean, there are a few things, I guess, that come to mind when I think about stuff like that. But, you know, one of, one of them is, like, as you get older, you start to realize, like, you know, you, you're set in certain ways or you have certain habits based on your environment and how you were brought up. And I, I, would, I try to tell other people that I see in similar, similar situations to kind of like give people grace, like understand that they were born or they were, they grew up in a different environment. Sometimes they didn't gain the same skills that you gained, uh, maybe a little rougher around the edges in certain areas of their lives, but it might be similar in, you know, when they look at you, right. And then there'll be some things that you still need to work on. You still need to grow on and right. still need to grow into. Um, so, you know, be, be kind to yourself and to others and realize like, hey, we're not perfect, we're going to have certain things that we're not the best at, or I may have made some mistakes that, you know, that have led me to where I am today, but it kind of helps, it helps me be who I am, you know, mm -hmm. so realize, like, that's not, 
you know, I don't know. I don't think you should just kind of like condemn them based on that. Now there are some legitimate red flags, so that you got to watch out for, like things that might be a safe, you know, a danger or a safety issue for your mental health, your physical health. You really got to like stay away from stuff like that. But you know, things that are just different about people, or right. maybe things that they maybe it was a mistake or a, some a choice that they made in their lives um, that you know you may say like I don't have to deal with that because you know I didn't make that same mistake, but you know, it could have been you, you know, you could have made that mistake. So just kind of be forgiving in that sense. Okay. Um, the other thing is, um, and this is, this part is going to sound cliche, but it's really, really important is communicate, like really be willing to talk about these things. Now, if there are certain red flags that you see, and then you also see some insecurities around it or some things that are going to cause you guys to not be able to talk about it or ever get it out, then it may be like, you know, tough to tackle that. But you know, if they're willing to, like, address it in some way or talk to you about it, um, then it may be hope for, like, you know, getting getting over that. Like, you may come to some understanding by speaking to somebody that's gone through something that you usually shy away from. Right. Um, so, communicate. Okay, that's awesome. I, I really like that. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm thinking also, right, so when you're in a relationship, um, when you have those certain hiccups, and it's like, to me, like, I'm a very private person. So it's like, to me, I'm like, I'm, I'm like reading articles. I'm like, you know, trying to not involve my friends because it's like, I don't want my friends to like turn against my, you know, my partner. And it's like, uh, for, for you yourself, like, um, what, what would you say is like, how do you mediate? Like, you know, is it just directly with your partner? Like, do you, you know, do you have like a pastor? Like, do you, like, how do you, like, when you reach those, uh, those sort of, uh, situations where it's like okay well, you agree to disagree but you know a decision still has to be made um mm -hmm. like what what advice or what, like where would you turn in those type of situations i mean that's a great question i think i mean even i still don't have that fully figured out you know i think our the way we traditionally have handled it is we directly meet we mediate with with one another for the most part um i do handle a lot of things I try to handle it within our own unit. Um, I understand like there's definitely benefits of reaching out and getting help outside. It's just you want to be careful, or I try to be careful, of, like how I, um, how I don't want to turn people against, right. you know, my wife. Like we're we're a team, you know. Right. So mm -hmm. I I do feel like it's it's very it's easy to go and run and like you know complain to someone else. But when they don't have the full picture, they just, they may be getting a part of the picture. They're going to get my side of the story. Like, I want to be very fair to my partner in, right. in the sense that I don't want to just be saying something like when I'm mad and then someone gets the wrong idea. And then, obviously, if I don't give them the full picture, like, so what's the what's the right way to handle that? Now I need to go back and explain the whole outcome of it and give them the full story. Right. Or we handle it internally, we talk about it, we try to come to a place where we're both kind of satisfied in the conclusion it's not easy in, in you know, certain situations sometimes you actually need to let things um you know you let them die down a little bit before you kind of try to reapproach it you know because there's we're, we're not only partners in like or we don't only, only we can't only just address one issue at a time there are multiple things going on we got girls that we need to raise we have um a careers that we need to pursue there are certain independent interdependencies that we still like we dependent on each other right. for daily mm -hmm. things so um Sometimes it is about like you know waiting until the proper time to sit down and talk about these things. Um, I would like that. I I think I'm open to like stuff like you know couples therapy and stuff, especially like if you get to a point where 
you really can't move forward from some big issue right. um, or there's something that's like festering in the background that's causing like resentment constantly. Um, but it's not something I've, I've been, I've had the opportunity to try. I feel like even for healthy couples, just like for healthy individuals, I feel like going to speak to somebody that's neutral. So oh, definitely. I, I, definitely. I, what do you think? It would no, yeah, definitely. I'm I like, I'm, I'm like, you know, first and foremost, mental health is on my mind always. So it's like, I feel like having, you know, like you said, even when you're in a healthy relationship, even when you don't have those things going on, I feel like having, you know, therapy is, uh, you know, individual therapy, couple therapy, like whatever you, you know, whatever, which, whichever one, I feel like that's so helpful. Um, because you talk it out and you, you do get like to hear someone else, someone else's perspective. Cause like I said, for me, myself, like I know that sometimes the way that I think is askew because of like my history and my past. And I'm like, so I, I read a lot. Like I'm, I'm reading stuff. Like I meditate. I'm like, I, you know, I, I try not to overthink, but I try to get like the knowledge that I need to like make decisions that I need to make. Um, and like recognize my, my worth. Whereas like before, um, which I've mentioned on the podcast before, it's like before I felt like I was in a position where like I may not have been worthy. And so it's like I overcompensated by like, you know, just doing a lot more for my partner, whether it made me happy or not. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this because this is my partner. But now that I'm at a point in my life where I'm just kind of like, like if it, if it's detrimental to my mental health, like if it doesn't make me happy, then like, I'm not going to partake. Like I'm going to go like, okay, yeah, thank you. But no, thank you. Um, yeah, but you know, sense. so much of, so much of what you said is what, you know, like I said, just a wealth of knowledge to, to people who are listening to this right now. Um, mm-hmm. one thing that I would like to point out, which I talk about a lot on my podcast is like group dating. And it's like, you mentioned that you met your wife in a Perkins, like in a group setting. And it's like, I feel like that eases things up so much, like mm-hmm. versus like, you know, doing a one-on-one relationship, it's like you go out with your friends. And you, you know, you meet each other in a comfortable situation where it's like there's not a lot of pressure on you uh, for like one on one. So um, yeah, and, and safety as oh, well, right? Now yeah. it's like even a more a safer environment. There is less expectations and you know opportunity for things to go down. So. Oh right, definitely. That's why I told someone I had to stop watching Law and Order SVU because like <laughs> you know I was like looking in people's back seats like is that a shovel? Like what's that rope? <laughs> like what, are you yeah. <laughs> what kind of night you have planned? Um, no, but I'm, I'm joking. But no, um, so what we also do here um, in an effort to, you know, get to know the guessing, to get to know myself um, on a deeper level is I pick uh, three random questions. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm going to pick three random questions and um, you'll answer the question and then I'll, I'll also answer the question. If you want me to answer okay. first, that's fine as well. Um, okay. So, what gives you butterflies? Uh, that's, that's, you know, I'll let you answer that first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's interesting. I don't, uh, yeah, I'll let you answer that first. All right. So, me, myself, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kind of an anxious person. And, like, it's to the point where, like, I don't even play video games anymore because it's like, I'm like, when I, you know, my hands like start sweating and stuff. I get anxiety a lot. Like, what gives me butterflies is, like, like new situations, like, not knowing, um, meeting new people, performing. I mean, it go like, so we have, a um, like, a fitness test that I take. Like, even that gives me butterflies. Like, I know that I'm going to perform well. I know that I'm going to pass. But just the fact that it's a test, like, you know, I get, like, the, you know, the little butterflies in my stomach and everything. So, 
Um, I'm going to say for me, what gives me butterflies is like uh, new situations, like new people. Um, people don't understand. Like, I really am an introvert. Like, they don't get like, they're like, oh, no, but you're so social. Like, you're so outgoing. And it's like, I prepare myself for it. <laughs> I prepare myself like when I know that I'm going out and I'm meeting new people. I prepare myself mentally for it. It's like, okay, you know, I know I'm going to go out. I'm, I'm not going to, like, say to myself, I'm not going to be a wallflower. Um, so those type of situations, I feel like they, they kind of, like, you know, they give me the anxiety. Like, it's, it's a good anxiety. It's not, like, a bad, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, where, you, you know, I'm, like, uh, retreating under the covers or crawling under a rock type uh, butterflies or anxiety. It's, like, it's a good, like, like a good... Um, okay, like, you're going to go out there, you're going to, you know, be the best version of yourself, you're going to meet some people, you're going to network, and, you know, this is going to be a good time, and that's what I try to, like, tell myself when I go into those situations, but, yeah, those those type of situations do give me lives. That's interesting that you say that. Um, I guess I used to also see it as, you know, um, not being prepared or feeling, like, anxious about going to certain social events, but I feel like I eventually turned that into, like, excitement and like now it's exciting energy to do these things like i really want to i really want to do some of these social things because of i guess that and that energy i felt you know before before it was just nervousness and now i think i'm somehow able to turn that into like wanting to engage a little bit more in it um but i do think it does come back down to preparedness right i feel like um those are the things that still get me nervous like things that when i feel like i'm unprepared for something that i should have been prepared whether it be work-related, or I don't know if there are many situations outside of, like, career setting right now that, that get me that way, because, like, a lot of things I feel like I've, you know, I, I feel in control of a lot, a decent amount of things, like, I've put these things in place, so, of course, I'm prepared good, for that, yeah. you know? So, um, for you, it's mostly work? I would say, like, there's certain, there's certain areas of work, and it's crazy, because I really do love what I do. I, I'm a programmer. I love to. I love my work. Um, but there's been areas of my work where it's pushed me into like management or areas that are not my comfort zone. Um, and I think I do fine in them. But when there are things that are out of my control that I still need to kind of be responsible for, I felt that before. Like I felt the kind of the butterflies in the morning, like that. I really don't really want to do today, you know, because <laughs> I know what's what's to come. Um, so is it so because yeah. you're placed in a in a position of like leadership where like now you have to um, like have these people do these things and you're responsible for, for them and like getting the, the task done. Is that, is that what it is? So it's not so much that, cause I actually like parts of that where I'm, we get to work as a team to get certain things done. But when there are things outside of this control, like out that it can't, they come above, come from my management, for example. Right. And they're unprepared in some way, but the expectation is that we're supposed to get it together mm-hmm. and, and work it out that does create some uneasiness because I don't have total control over that. Like there's information that I don't even have that I need to act on, um, okay. which creates this, this discomfort. Um, so it's like, not only not, am I not prepared, but I couldn't even be prepared. Like, you know, there's no okay. way to get prepared. Right, okay. That, that creates some sort of like, you know, I like having control over a lot of areas, okay. you know, what I do. Great. I All know right. it's not the healthiest, but no, no, it's like, it's, I feel like it's fine. Like, I feel like, you know, like, we're all, like, not 100%, you know? Like, I don't feel like there's any time that we're all just, like, completely 100%. Like, there's always something that I feel like, you know, we're either working on, you know, to improve. Like, even, you know, to the point where it's like, it's like oh, like, I'm a decent runner, but it's like, oh, you know what, I can work on my speed, or I can work on my pacing, or I can work on my breathing. And so it's like, 
Um, yeah. I feel I feel like that's completely healthy to like always want to progress and to 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 do better and to to be a better person. So I was like I feel like that's that, that's like um totally healthy. To, um, you know, to always want to be the best version of yourself. And once you reach that point where you feel like I'm, you know, I'm the best at this, it's like oh well, you know what? I'm gonna learn another task because you like you want to keep your brain fresh and you know. Um, yeah. Talking about learning another task. All right. So the next question is, um, if you could wake up tomorrow, do you speak any other languages? Um, in Latin pay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's your Ose Anife. <laughs> it's, it's so like, it's, that's, that's so funny because it's like, like, I feel like my family talks pig Latin and you like, Pig Latin is a lost art. Like it's it's a lost language. It's one of those like languages where it's like, like it, it. That's completely funny to me. Um, I remember, I don't know if you we we used to speak Pig Latin. I don't yeah. know if you yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's not as common as it used to be. Right. Um. But yeah, I can have a whole conversation in Pig Latin. Uh, so listeners, like, if you know Pig Latin, come up to me. Like, let's let's talk. Let's you know. I feel like uh you know Pig Latin is a lost language. If you want to learn, just let me know. Um, all right, so the next but, but question. But no other languages, no. Uh, not uh, Spanish or, I, I mean, I did some Spanish in school, high school, but never really, like, kept it. I did Russian as well, and we had a specialized high school that we learned Russian in, but still didn't keep that as uh, either. It's really just programming languages. No, that like, was, so that was my question. The actual question that I chose was, if you could wake up tomorrow speaking a foreign language fluently, which would it be? Ah, which would it be if yeah. I could? Um, I would choose. I'd say it'd probably be Spanish, though, just because of the you know practicality, right? right? There's so many Spanish people in America, um, in in the world, and like I feel like that's a a great way to be able to communicate with all the diverse, you know. Right. No, I I I would I would say like I speak a little bit of Spanish. So I think that I would say for myself, I think it would be um, like Chinese because I feel like um, that's good. Yeah, I feel like in the in the type of environment that we live in today, even though I wouldn't need it like right now, the direction that I feel like we're going, I feel like it would be beneficial to um, to to know Chinese fluently. And then that's a huge one. Yeah, yeah. With with Spanish, like I I speak to the point where uh, I do like cold calling sometimes. And like the person will say to me, they'll say, uh, um, they'll say, oh, no, hablo ingles. And then I'll say, oh, buscando. And then I'll say like the person who I'm looking for or whatever. And then they'll start talking English to me. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like you thought you could get away with saying that you don't speak, you know, you don't speak English. But it's like, no, I speak enough Spanish um, mm-hmm. that I could, you know, you know, have uh, communicate to the point where like I can try to like get what I want. And I just think that that's so funny that sometimes like oh i don't speak i don't speak english um but yeah i thought that that was really funny and i was telling my coworkers they were like cracking up because a lot of a lot of people like when you cold call like that's like the first thing that they go to is like oh like i don't speak you know i don't speak english mm-hmm. um, but yeah um all right so the last question is uh name five things you're thankful for five things i'm thankful for um do I list each kid separately, or can I say my kids? <laughs> my kids. <laughs> yeah, you can um, say yeah. You can list them, uh, you know, together. It's fine. No, my my kids, of course, uh, very very thankful to have them. Uh, my wife, my my family, you know, like just people that 
that raised me and were part of, including Yuka and my parents and those people that helped like raise me up to be who I am. Um, I feel like I don't know. A lot of it comes to people. I'm I'm trying to think of like things. I don't know, like the you know my friends, the people that are in my life. Um, when and where we were born. It's interesting because that's probably not something that people really you know list. Right. But I feel like the timing of us, right? Where that's we, true, yeah. You know, first of all, being in New York in a, in a diverse area where it's like we're not. I feel like we we get a bit of everything. We get to experience lots of different cultures, and it's like we're not stuck in two one you know one specific way i feel like obviously people could look at us and still feel like we're extra something but the point is i feel like us being at a on a coast in new york gives us some diversity we got diversity of weather right you know all that types of stuff and and then the timing right where we were born, if we were born just a little earlier than now it could have been you know much harder on us mm-hmm. um and maybe being born in into the future actually could have some benefits of course we don't know what it has to bring but like being in these modern times gives us some certain degrees of freedom and opportunities that we would have never had, you know, years ago. Especially being black and being like who we. That is so true. Yeah, like I, I, I wouldn't even thought about uh, just the timing. Of it all. Um, but yeah, that's that's right. Because like, if we were running in the seventies, it's like, you know, trying to get a home loan. You know, yes, just just exactly. something like that. Like trying to, uh, to be. Um, you know, subject matter experts in our, you know, getting our education and stuff like that. Like, there was just so many things that were, like, holding, you know, holding us back. But, yeah, you're right. Like, the timing of, of like, you know, where we are in our lives and how, like, when we were born, it gives us so much more opportunity. Because um, yeah. even, even now, like, even now in my life, I feel like, especially, like, a couple of years ago, I was working mm-hmm. for someone. He, he didn't like black people and he didn't like women. And he was, like, like anytime, like, he, he would call me. He's like, oh, well, where were you? And I was like, oh, like, I went to go use the bathroom. And he's like, oh, well, whenever you use the bathroom, like, you need to call me now. And you need to let me know that you're using the bathroom. Because I was like, yeah, like, I was at a place where, like, my boss didn't work in the same location I worked in. So, oh, my gosh. But, um, so, I would say, like, the five things um, that I'm thankful for, um, I'm definitely thankful for my family. Like, like I was telling you the other day, I, I kid you not, like, it's like, especially, you know, with you guys, it's like, when uh when I'm with you guys, like the energy, the love there is just so it's so um you know, it's so abundant. You know, it's it's like so present and it's like you know, with me like I absorb it. I'm so thankful for it. Um because it, it really gives me that uh that sense of worthiness, the sense of like like oh like you belong here. Like this is you know, this is your family. So like I'm really thankful for that. Um I'm thankful for my health. Uh, I feel like yes. <laughs> I feel like there's so many people who are my age who, um, you know, they they're on medications and they can't do certain things or whatever. So it's like I'm really happy that I'm not on any medications. I have my full flexibility. Like I have my wits about me and all that other stuff. I'm thankful for uh, you know the fact that I I enjoy my job. I enjoy what I do. I love talking mm-hmm. to people. Um, I like, uh, you know, pointing them in the right direction as to like what, you know, what career that they want. And, um, you know, uh, I'm thankful for the fact that it's like I was able to overcome, um, you know, things like depression and anxiety. I was, I was, I was able to overcome those things and I'm able now, uh, in volunteering, I'm able to, um, help other people to know that those are things that they can overcome. Like, they, you know, that, you know, the, yeah. the, tomorrow's a new day and that, you know, tomorrow could be another day. 
And um, I'm thankful that, uh, yikes, one more thing I'm thankful for. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I guess, you know, I guess that's, like, I, I th- I'm thankful for my mental health. I'm thankful for volunteering. And, you know, like I, like I said, it gives me, like, a sense of worthiness, a sense of purpose in life. And, um, you know, uh, that, 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 that can mean a lot to a person to have, like, a sense of purpose in life. When they feel like they have nothing else. Absolutely. I know I think that's that's paramount to a lot of people. And they don't realize that some people haven't gotten to that point where they're kind of finding their purpose. They're, you know, some people are at the point, many people are at the point where they're just trying to survive, right? And they're trying to get either paycheck to paycheck or whatever they're dealing with, like right in front of them. Mm-hmm. But you know, at a certain point, you're gonna wanna feel fulfilled too. Like I feel like once you get past, I think that's one of my actual dilemmas in general too is like once you get to the point where there's certain goals you had in mind for yourself and you either achieved them or gotten to a satisfactory level with them then you start looking at like well what you know, what else is there like what what now you know what do i what do i want to do what direction do i move in um and fulfillment is a big part of it so having a purpose and feeling like you're fulfilling that that's got to feel like really good um okay. something i'm also thinking all right, so we are um, coming to the end of the interview. Is like, is there anything that like you you wanted to, um, you know, have the listeners know? Like anything that you may have forgotten to mention about like relationships or dating or creating a strong foundation? Like any um, positive note that you want to leave us off on? Because I'm also going to ask you, you know, what your manifest. But it's like, like this this is the time to say it. Like this is the time to like. Say, oh, you know what, by the way, I, I did forget to mention that, you know, we have date night every, you know, whatever, or, you know, what, what, would, what would you like to uh, to say that you've not mentioned, maybe? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I would just say, like, really try to enjoy each other as much as possible. Be grateful, realize that life is short, like, that really helps me kind of live more in the moment. It's, 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 it's easy to get caught up in, like, trying to plan for the future and mm-hmm. have everything be perfect for forever. Um, but the reality is like just trying to make today a better day for your spouse and for your relationship. I think that goes a long way to mm-hmm. making, you know, this this forever thing happen. You know, like really working on it step by step. So that's what I wanted to add. Awesome. Awesome. So is there anything that you are manifesting today and for the new year, future? Um being more intentional. Um, in a lot of things, you know, not just in like being intentional in my relationship, being intentional in my health and the things that I want to do to improve myself, like just setting out to do these specific things. Don't like just let them happen accidentally. Like, don't just hope that, oh, well, I'll generally, you know, these things just don't just happen. You, know, right. you really need to take steps to make them, to improve them and to work on them. So awesome. that's, that's what I want to do more. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Anthony. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And um, is there anything that you want to promote? Like, did you want to promote your business? Or is there anything that you wanted to, like, put out there uh, for the listeners? Or um, any, way, any way that we can help you to progress within, you know, the new year well, and in the future? I, what I just, I want to promote is, you know, technology for the next generation. Like, you know, if you have young people in your lives, um, or you yourself have an interest in technology, take it, like, look it up. Look some stuff up. Take an interest in these things. and. It really is the future, so I really do want to promote it for helping your kids and uh, making sure that you give yourself an opportunity to be a part of it. Like you don't want to get left behind. I don't want our generation and our culture to get left behind when it comes to AI 
and the new modern technologies that are going to transform the world. You know, that's a whole conversation, a right. whole episode we can talk well, about. This stuff. And I'm here for it. Like I was telling, because Kathy was talking about, um, she was talking about like, uh, like the man, like universes and you know lives and stuff. And I was like, look, I'm I'm here for it. Like we can we can expand on like different, uh, you know, bonus episodes and stuff like that. And it's funny that you mentioned technology because I signed up for a coding boot camp. And it's like now, like that is one of the things that I am specifically putting on my calendar um, to, you know, actually do that uh, coding boot camp because I, you know, like I said, I, I want to progress. Like I want to, you know, learn new skills. I want to, you know, make sure that I make myself an asset, not only to, um, you know, my company, but to myself. Like I want to learn like these new things. So, um, yes. But again, thank you so much for, you know, being on the show. Thanks um, for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, um, please make sure that you rate it five stars. I'm open to feedback. You can reach out to me on Rendezvous and Review on most social media. I am R-E-N-D-Z underscore review. Um, you can find me on IG, on Snapchat, uh, you know, uh, Facebook slash Rendezvous and Review. Uh, we are uh, every second Saturday. You can come hang out with us. Let me bet you. Come meet my people. We are always looking for new faces. Um, public event, uh, public venue always free you know just come out show your face and that's the best way to um to meet so uh once again anthony thanks so much for coming on and audience Thank you. we'll see you uh next episode